I really believe that if we listened to each other, that we would garner more connection just with the simple act of having somebody listen, actively listen to what we're saying. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wisdom Wisdom Wednesday. Wednesday. You know, every time we say that, or I guess when we do it in unison, the visual that I get in my mind is of us being like two little old ladies like at a little <laughs> cafe you know like yes at a, at a cafe just reading books <laughs> oh doing gosh. something very sophisticated like that that sounds like us i can see right? us doing that in I, yeah 30 years 40 years yeah 40 years oh, yeah we, we're gonna live long i mean come on let's be honest here. i know i'm like part of part of me has like some concerns about this <laughs> concerns about what Living so long, I have this oh. like crazy matriarchal lineage that um, that lives a long time. <laughs> Same. Same. Wow. From both sides. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. It is. But but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if you feel like this or if this comes across your mind. I feel like because I've chosen not to have children. I have some feelings about that that like maybe a little bit nervous about aging and what does that look like? Do you know what I mean? Oh my goodness. You are speaking <sighs> my language. Like yeah. seriously, as I was saying that, sorry guys, I'm adjusting. I got a new microphone, so I apologize. Uh, we're still trying to figure out. I know you guys can hear my birds and that's great. But yes, Tessa, I can totally relate to this. You know, one of the things that I always told myself one of the reasons why I wanted to have kids, truth be told, is because I wanted to have somebody to take care of me when I got I, well, Right? I mean, like historically, culturally, that's yes. what happens. Although yes. I would say in this current generation, I'd say my parents' generation, that is not what I see happening in my oh, wow. experience. Oh, wow. So that like in and of itself kind of alarms me. It's not what I expected. <laughs> it's not what I wanted for my grandma. Yeah. Um, we, my parents made the decision to put her in a home, which just broke my heart. And I understand the reasons for it, but I guess where I go with that is, you know, even if you do have children, I say to myself, even if you do have children, there's no guarantee that they're going to take care yeah. of you and not I mean, put you in a home. Yeah. That's what, that's exactly what Tori says that every time I would say, who's going to take care of us? Like we're getting older who, and if we don't have kids now, like who yeah. is going to care for us? And he would say the exact same thing. And so it, it really, it's, it depends. I used to think, you know, in Hispan a lot of Hispanic 
cultures you live with your family i mean you just live i mean my grandma lives with my aunt like Mm-hmm. My grandmother's always been either living with us or she was living with my aunt or mm-hmm. my uncle. She basically raised all of the grandkids and now she's, you know, getting closer to 90 years old and she is living with my aunt. My aunt's her full-time caretaker and it it's a lot of work. I mean, it's it's my aunt's yeah. full-time job. I mean, she still works, but Fortunately, my my uncle's there as well. And my dad goes up there like every two months to stay there. And he stays for like a month at a time Mm -hmm. to help because it is a lot of work. And I understand that. But at the same time, you know, I I feel, I don't know, the putting somebody, it's so weird. Like I wouldn't put, mom, I'm really sorry that I'm about to say this. I know that you listen to the podcast. I wouldn't put my grandma in a home, but I would put my mom and my dad in a home. Like I would totally be fine with it. But if you think about it, that that's where the kid dynamic might change. And your mm-hmm. child might say, oh, no, like, don't put grandma in a home, like mm-hmm. kind of like how you are doing. Right. So yeah. I just I just don't know. I, I also feel like that's not a really great excuse to have a child because you <laughs> Right. You know, yeah. there's so many other things that come along <laughs> mm-hmm. with that. And we've we've spoken about this topic before. And I definitely want to be a parent. That I know. I, I know now that my path has not been linear. And for many, it's not. Even knowing that, I still have a desire for a family but i feel that the older i get the desire becomes less Mm. you know and i don't know if that's god's way of sort of creating a little band-aid for my heart and and my desire so that i don't Mm -hmm. feel as bad Mm -hmm. um but it it's it's interesting. I I'm just I'm I'll, I've always been a big fan of if it's something that is designed for my life, then it will happen. However, it comes, we're totally open. Mm-hmm. Whether it be adoption or we decide to do, uh, you know, IVF or any of those things, it's something mm-hmm. that we will that it it it'll just lend itself to happening. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, and if it doesn't, then the desire will diminish you know, mm-hmm. and then it'll go away. And I'm, I'm okay with that too. I mean, really right now, I, it's that thing, right? When you don't have kids, you're like, I can't imagine what it would be like yeah. with kids right now. Like I just cannot imagine. And people that have kids probably think the same, the opposite. I don't right. know what I would do without my children. Right. 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 Yeah. Tomato, so tomato. It is. It is. Yeah. It the, is and the grass is always kind of greener like in you know that saying the grass is always greener but it's always like well what if I would have had Jorge and I talk about this all the time and we always joke about well that little kid would have been a really hairy hellion (laughs) we both are very hairy people (laughs) (laughs) I'm turning red if you can see me Jorge has a lot of hair so do I we were both very rebellious so maybe that's part of the reason why we chose not to there's there's that fear like we're not gonna let God get you know even out the score the score sheet on us you know it's really I want to go back to what you said about your grandmother I mean I know we've talked about this and if you're comfortable talking about it yeah you know I know that it's it's something that really tugs at your heart and Mm. I'm curious you know I'm 
I wonder if there's anybody out there listening that's going through the same thing or has gone through the same thing. Like, what is it about the situation that you wish you could change? Oh, yeah, that's such a good question. I'd welcome uh, listeners' comments on this too. For me personally, I, I just, I guess it came as a shock to me when my parents told me that was the decision they were making. I had always thought we were going to take care of each other as a family. And I had always thought in my head, I, that's just part of the cycle of life. My parents raised me. They took care of me when I was helpless. Same thing with my grandma, with her children. So that's what we do for each other. Right. Right. (laughs) So I was really surprised when I found out, no, that's not what my parents chose to do. Um, and, uh, there was a big, uh, there, there was a chasm or a wedge that kind of grew between my mom and I, because it's, this is my maternal grandma. So it's taken me some time to heal that with her and to try to understand where she was coming from with that decision. And I did, like I said, like, if I can zoom out, I can understand. Yes. There are many reasons why, um, a home for her was the better choice. Um, it is a lot of work. It's a huge commitment. It's a full-time job. It's that's tough. Right. And her, her relationship with her mother wasn't as close. And my relationship with my grandma was right. There's that layer uh, of removal when the grandma gets to be the grandma, which is like, they spoil the children. There's that connection. There's, there's the love that's different than the love of a parent. Um, you know? So, and I heard you talk about your abuelita all the time. And I feel that same kind of like, yes, I want to protect my grandma. I want my grandma to be loved and held. And, and, you know, I want her to be with her family when she passes. That's what I really wanted. Um, so it's, it's tough. It's a tough situation. Yeah, no, thank you so much for being open and for sharing. Mm -hmm. I, I know it's a topic that really is, uh, a prominent feature in your life. I, and uh, we've talked about it at length before. Actually, you know, I wanted to just, for the people that are listening, uh, Tessa actually did a teacher training with me, one teacher training, and then many, many trainings and retreats and workshops. All the trainings. And the podcast <laughs> after is how she ended up here with us. Um, and yeah. I just love having conversations with her. Going back to what you said about my my abuelita, who I love so much. She was, she raised my sister and I, she Mm -hmm. was the one that did, she, she was there. My mom worked, my, both my parents worked full time. And so my grandma was left to raise us, take us to school, feed us, clean the house, do everything. And so for me, like that, that's who I yearn for whenever I don't feel well, even when Mm -hmm. I was, when I had COVID, you know, you have those moments where you just want your mom. And I did want my mom and my mom was so worried. And that was the other thing. Like, I didn't want my mom to worry. I mean, there's nothing more like wanting your mom when you're sick. It just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. I I shouldn't say that across the board. I actually have, I know people that wouldn't yearn for their mother, but I, um, I did. And my mom and I have had a really uh, tumultuous journey (laughs) together Mm -hmm. and we are in a really great place now but i was i was really wanting my grandma i wanted my grandma to take care of me i mean you you revert back to those moments where you have those deep connections to the matriarch or mother what mother means to you what mothering means to you and one of the things that i found in going to therapy and working through this journey of becoming a parent and not being able to get pregnant and all of these things 
was what is your what is your definition of mother mm. and what does mothering mean to you and how do you mother yourself mm. yeah the process of reparenting i think it's so important as we come into adulthood there is it's kind of like a passing of the baton there is this call to learn to mother yourself right my mom, I, I think I know for her, we have many conversations about this. She feels like she did her job and now she wants a friendship with me. And so, and so even though I still want my mother when I feel sick, right. <laughs> it's that idea of motherhood. What mm-hmm. does that mean? What does mothering yourself mean? And what does, you know, topic last week, self-care mean when you're feeling sick? Yeah. Um, so how do we do that? How do we begin to self-mother? To me, that means it's very much a self-care process. It's very much a way that I speak to myself. It's a very much a way that I say, I love you unconditionally. I love you no matter what you can make mistakes. You can like fuck up big time, but always going to love you. Yeah. And I'm always going to support your mistakes. I'm going to, I'm going to be there and help you pick yourself up when you fall down and support your decision to try again. So to me, that's what mothering means it's that very like unconditional love Mm. what about you yeah same yeah I would say I'm just like I'm like gonna piggyback off of your answer I'm gonna Mm. uh echo what you said but I I love the idea of feeling held and feeling safe that that's always Mm. been such a a big desire for me throughout my life is the idea or the feeling of being safe. And that's, that's when I think about mothering or having a mother, it's that, that, you know, lioness, Mm -hmm. mama bear type of aggressive, yet loving, protective, Mm -hmm. overbearing, energy that is all encompassing mm-hmm. in the most uh, uh loving way and i'm like with boundaries <laughs> love the boundaries <laughs> um but i think about that in terms of you know we we're talking about a couple weeks ago anger when we were having that conversation and when i brought up the mama bear when they she smacks the cub mm-hmm. in that fit it's it's always either to protect the cub or to teach it a lesson to Mm. teach it boundaries right so there's this um job that we have as mothers right Mm. and as mothers to ourselves that we need to perpetually revisit constantly whenever we do need to hear those things that you said you know to feel that love to feel that that care but sometimes we do need it from the other we do need to be held and and i feel that for the people out there that that don't have their their mother or don't have a relationship or their mom has passed we utilize community for that that's why mm-hmm. we have each other we create sangha we create uh, little tribes we do this in a way i mean if you think about it in tribal communities there are many mothers mm. there's aunts there's 
you know, elders, there's many people around waiting to fill that, that chasm with mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. And I feel that the more we tune into that, the more we can be able to feel the safety and, and navigate our lives especially right now this the topic of mothering coming up we definitely do need more of this feminine energy in our world mm -hmm. in our lives coming from that place of compassion and kindness i mean think about it if you are mothering yourself are you going to be compelled to go on social media and send a hateful text to somebody or mm -hmm. um a angry comment or send uh all caps email i doubt it i don't know i mean i'm just proposing um, i'm posing a, a a thought that mm -hmm. maybe if we were able to mother ourselves more that we would maybe get to a place of recognition mm. right yeah i mean hopefully that sounds really that's nice that's the hope yeah <laughs> that's the hope and really depending on the day sometimes i'm very hopeful and other times yeah. i'm very pessimistic so it really just depends on how much tea oh. i had that day <laughs> yeah tea <laughs> for me it depends on the amount of sleep and the quality of oh, sleep yes. yeah oh, yes i feel that I just, this might be TMI. I have I had a running blister because I just went for my, well, it would be my second run and it just burst open. I know Ooh. that's disgusting, but anyway. Ouch. I know. But also a relief. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it feels like, oh, nice. Okay, better. Yeah, no, that's, oof, that is going to have to get cleaned up. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is making professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient. So anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anytime, anywhere. BetterHelp offers access to licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited psychologists, marriage and family therapists, clinical and social workers, and board-licensed professional counselors. You can pay a low flat fee for unlimited counseling with your counselor. Counseling doesn't have to be expensive. There have been thousands of people who have benefited from online therapy, myself included. With BetterHelp, you can switch counselors at any point if you don't feel like you're getting enough benefit. And you can do it at your own time, at your own pace. You can communicate with therapists as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. Help is always available at the time and place that you need. So if you're ready, head over to betterhelp.com forward slash loved. For a limited time, they're offering all of our Radically Loved listeners 10% off of your first month. You could also use the discount code loved and it'll automatically be applied. Head over to betterhelp.com forward slash loved. That's L-O-V-E-D. Or you can simply head over to the info button of this podcast and go to the link directly. A special thank you to BetterHelp for supporting us and our community. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment all in one place. At Audible, you can find the largest selection of audiobooks ranging from 
bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, languages, business, motivation. They also have original entertainment from top celebrity creators and thousands of popular and binge-worthy podcasts. My latest Audible binge is We Were Never There by Andrea Bartz. It's also one of Reese's book club picks. And for those of you that know me, you will not be surprised that it is a mystery thriller full of suspense. This book is such an intense novel. There's so many twists and turns. I highly recommend if you want something new to listen to. As a new member, you will get one credit every month good for any title in their premium selection. That means the latest bestseller, the buzziest new release, the hottest celebrity memoir, or that bucket list title that you've been meaning to pick up. Those titles are yours to keep forever in your Audible library. For new members, you can always try Audible for free for 30 days. So start your new listening binge now. Head over to audible.com forward slash loved or text loved to 500-500. That's audible.com forward slash L-O-V-E-D or text L-O-V-E-D to 500-500 and get your 30-day trial for free. It took me a really long time to finally find a skincare product that was not only just good for my skin, but also good for the planet. Osea has been making products to do just that for over 25 years. When it comes to clean beauty, Osea is a pioneer. They have award-winning cleansers, serums, face moisturizers, and they're known for creating amazing body products like their famous Andaria Algae Body Oil, which is perfect because we often forget to take care of our bodies the way we take care of our faces. I grew up having extremely dry skin, especially growing up in LA, being that it's a desert and all. So I always struggled to find something that really made me feel moisturized throughout the day. The Andaria Algae Body Oil feels luxurious, rich, not greasy or sticky, and absorbs beautifully into the skin. I know some of you may be thinking body oil. If you've been using body lotion for years, you might be a little wary of the body oils, but let me tell you, I'm here to convert. The Andaria Algae Body Oil soaks in easily, it isn't greasy, and it has this sexy citrus smell that instantly makes me feel like I'm at the spa. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, climate-neutral, created with sustainably sourced seaweed and made in California, just like me. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Experience your new favorite clean skincare line with a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off of your first order with the promo code LOVED at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order, and orders over $50 get free shipping. And if you're a skincare fanatic like me, you're going to want it all. Go to oseamalibu.com and use promo code LOVED. And now back to our show. So we wanted to talk about active listening. This is a topic that I'm very passionate about because I really believe that if we listened to each other, that we would garner more connection, that we would be more inclined to engage with other people, that we would feel more confident, more grounded, more able to express ourselves fully just with the simple act of having somebody listen actively listen to what we're saying mm. so what's your what's been your experience you can tell the listeners what you've learned about active listening first of first of all it's a practice <laughs> 
So something that we did in our teacher trainings that I always loved, and I also did this in, in school um, because I studied communication. So it was uh, interpersonal communication. We got to do a lot of these fun exercises, active listening and stuff, body language stuff. So it's helpful. You know, you think you might be listening to someone like someone's telling you a story or, or telling you their opinion about something. And there's all these thoughts going on in your head. Like, how am I going to respond? Oh, I don't agree with that. Oh, that's a judgment I have about that. Oh, I don't understand that. Right. That's not in my opinion, active listening (laughs) because you're having your own dialogue in your head while someone else is talking and you're not fully presently listening to them. So when I think about active listening, I think back to the exercises we've done in teacher training, which was Rosie, you're telling me a story. I'm sitting in front of you, witnessing you telling me this story without judgment, right? I'm just looking at you. You're not asking me to do anything. You're not asking me to fix anything. You're not asking me to solution, right? And I'm listening to you and just loving you. I'm looking at you and just loving you. Um, And I'm letting you express yourself freely. So, and when you're done with that, maybe, maybe you say, maybe you elicit a response, right? Like maybe you say, what do you think about that? Or am I crazy? Right. Sometimes that's my response. Am I like, am I blowing this out of proportion? Um, but maybe not, maybe you just wanted to unload. So it's really an, an act of witnessing and letting someone else do the speaking and holding Mm -hmm. space for them while they're speaking. Yes. So beautifully put. And it's always so nice whenever we would do these practices in teacher training or whenever we would do uh, a retreat to just to see the people that have done this before that have practiced active listening. It's very apparent because Mm -hmm. you're able to really connect. And the concept behind active listening is to be able to establish not only a connection, but also to establish a rapport, to establish trust. And the way that I learned it, that there are like seven different uh, ways or seven different active listening skills that you can um, begin to practice so that you can become a a good listener. And, And there are many different ways of active listening. The way that I learned it was to be attentive, um, to a- to ask open-ended questions mm. to um, or to ask like a probing question, a very specific question, to request clarification. That's four. Uh, number five is to paraphrase. Uh, mm. Number six is to be attuned to uh, feelings, be able to really gauge that, understand, see body language, just like we were saying. And the last one, number seven, is to summarize. Mm. So be attentive, ask open-ended questions, ask questions, ask probing questions, request clarification, paraphrase, uh, pay attention or be attuned to somebody's feelings, and then um, summarize it. So Mm. the, the quick way that we would do it in trainings is I would just ask people to face each other, one person would speak and the other one would not interrupt right Mm -hmm. because sometimes we have a conversation and we're so quick to say oh my god oh me too or oh because we want to validate our person right we're not trying to be malicious we're not trying to 
not let them share, but sometimes we get excited and we want to reassure them. We want to touch them. We want to say, oh, me too, or, oh, that happened to me. We want to encourage. And sometimes when that happens, it stops the flow of the emotion or the mm -hmm. feeling or whatever is wanting to be expressed. It's it's like putting a, a barrier in front of a wave that's wanting to have its full revolution. So we sit across from each other and, you know, we in teacher training, we would time it. We would set a little timer and we would say, okay, three minutes, go. And then the person would share and then the other person would say nothing and just listen. And then when the timer was up, the other person would then paraphrase what they said. I hear that you're very frustrated about being in this training or your meditation practice. You're having a hard time meditating every morning. Maybe, you know, just this thing where you're reflecting back and then you switch. And then at the end of that, there is now a level of trust. And I don't know if you would no notice this right away, Tessa, but you're also a teacher trainer. So this is something that I'm sure you'll be doing whenever you do your trainings and you do now, you've done at retreats. But to be able to establish that sense of trust with somebody is so important for us to be able to then build a community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because now you're feeling seen, heard, and understood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's a great way to bond, you know? I mean, when you start out in the context of a teacher training, a lot of times you're starting out in this vulnerable place with a lot of strangers, maybe, you know, one or two people, but you think about this idea of um, community and connecting with strangers. It's a great way to create a safe space, to allow yourself to be vulnerable and to yes, learn to trust and also to build a relationship that lasts a lifetime. I mean, these people have been that I've done trainings with are now in my life forever since I've met them, we say happy birthday. We, we meet up on the weekends. We know each other's families. It's a great way to build that community around you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's interesting because on a personal note, I never practiced active listening when I was a child. I never saw a good model for it mm. because everybody talks over each other we can be in a room full of people and nobody, if you pay attention, nobody's actually having a conversation. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation like that where you feel like nobody's listening to each other and you're just observing or you see arguments ensue because somebody is not listening to the other person and really all it takes is for somebody to step back and just listen? Mm. And a lot of the times what I've noticed, especially with couples or, you know, whenever I've done couples coaching, all of these situations, this, the common theme has always been most of the time, I would say 80% of the time, the two parties want the same result. Yeah. And you would think two people want the same result. Why is this so difficult? So then you dig in and you start to ask and inquire what is the hang up what what is holding you back from fully loving this person mm -hmm. and then you start to find out the emotions or the feelings the resentments the things that aren't happening the way that everybody's not feeling seen mm -hmm. yeah 
And so the minute that you can realize or observe or pose the question that perhaps all it takes to be able to connect with somebody on a deeper level is to just step back and listen to what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Listen, not just with hearing is different than listening. Mm -hmm. You can hear what's we hear everything. Of course, you can hear what somebody's saying, somebody's talking at you. And you're already in your mind already know what you're going to uh, respond with because their argument isn't as good as yours. And you're you're just hearing what they're saying, but you're not actually listening. Mm -hmm. Listening requires you to go beneath the words, observe on a heart level, on an intuitive level to try and see what's underneath the words, what's under, what is the feeling underneath? Is this person afraid? Mm -hmm. Do they feel unseen? Do they feel less than do they feel embarrassed do they feel shame do they feel what is the feeling and then try to connect with them from that place kind of like what we talked about last week about how tori would respond i see that you're very upset mm -hmm. or we're both very the the best way is we're both very upset right now. Yeah, there you right? go. <laughs> because then it's like, oh, I can see you're upset. Yeah. It would sometimes mean like, I'm not upset, you're upset. We're both very upset right now. And we're both hungry. Mm. Oh, gosh. Yeah, right. that'll do it. <laughs> so maybe can we, why don't we eat some food? Mm. And we'll, we'll continue the conversation once we've had some food, or we'll continue the conversation in an hour. So we can relax and just breathe and cool down. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the techniques that I like to use or some of the ways that I like to see things. Mm -hmm. What about you? The one other exercise that I always loved, which is almost, it's almost like terrifying, <laughs> but I love to, to practice it. <laughs> I tried this with my nephew who by the way, lives with us. Speaking of having children, we've kind of adopted him <laughs> unofficially. You acquired him the yeah, same, you acquired at the same him. time we got, you acquired him the same time that we acquired Reg when, yes. when my little sister was living with us. Okay, continue. Um, so I was going through a training and part of the exercise was to just make eye contact without saying anything. So another way to, um, gosh, I don't know what that would be called actively be in the presence of another is to just eye gaze. And so it's hard to do even for a short period of time. So it was like a series of steps. So the first step was you're just eye gazing, you can smile. And while you're eye gazing, you're maintaining this eye contact. You're going to give this person one compliment after the time is up. So maybe we did it for 30 seconds. And so we would look at each other's eyes, Christopher and I were doing this and we'd start cracking up, right? Because it gets a little uncomfortable. And then we'd try to be serious. And then the time is up and we'd give each other a compliment. Um, and then we'd try it again for a little bit longer, uh, which is almost even more terrifying and challenging. <laughs> um, and then what happens after maybe like the third time is you kind of transcend that silliness and it gets more serious, I guess. Mm -hmm. And you start to see deeper, right? You see, um, a deeper level of emotion in this person. 
Um, and you develop this like thread that goes from my heart to Christopher's heart in this case. And, um, it's such a heartening experience. If you can get yourself to do this, maybe like once a day with your partner, your child, you know, I think that's what we're lacking is that sense of connection to one another. So even if you're just passing a stranger on the street and you're smiling at them and try to make brief eye contact, that's just a practice in and of itself Yeah, that I think is is so valuable. So we have a guest coming up in a couple of weeks and he wrote this incredible book called The Power of Strangers and uh, and connecting in this suspicious world. <laughs> I can't actually, I'm totally butchering the sub subtitle, but it was, it's so good. I mean, he, he talks about the power of being able to just have human to human connection because we don't anymore. We are so distracted by our phones and our devices that we don't ever make small talk or have conversations with other people. It's terrifying. I mean, literally terrifying for some people. I mean, for me, it's totally easy and fine. And I can talk to anybody most of the time. Mm-hmm. If I feel like, God, now I'm totally being hypocritical because I'm like, I have to be in the mood to talk <laughs> to somebody, you know? So I had this rule mm-hmm. whenever I would travel back in the day, feels like centuries <laughs> since I traveled, <laughs> but I used to travel a lot, mm-hmm. which meant I was in Ubers and Lyfts a lot. And my rule was I cannot be on my phone whenever I get picked up Hmm. I have to have a conversation I have to engage and it was I had some of the most life-changing conversations with people that picked me up and would drive me not all of them were were always great and I did have a random weirdo (laughs) or two um but one one the one that sticks out in my mind uh, was I went to Salt Lake City uh, to go do some content. I, I, I did a, a, some work with, um, oh my goodness, I can't even remember. It's like a bodybuilding, oh, bodybuilding.com. So I'm like, it's like a bodybuilding thing. <laughs> and they flew me out to record some content for them. And I, it was kind of like a quick turnaround. I flew in that morning and then I flew back because I had a teacher training weekend. I can't remember exactly what I had to do, but I, oh, I was assisting a teacher training. And I was driving back and this lovely gentleman, elderly gentleman, picked me up and you know, I, I get in the car and I'm like, how are you doing today? And we start having this conversation and he's just like, wow, it's it's really nice to have n- nice people that want to just have a conversation because we the ride to the airport, I think, was like 45 minutes or something like this. Mm-hmm. So we're talking and I'm telling him about what I do. Then I, I told him a little bit about my backstory and then he's kind of telling me a little bit about his and he was like a fourth generation uh they had an agricultural farm and then he went into tech and then he decided he didn't want to do that anymore and ended up moving back to Salt Lake to be with his family. 
um, as he got older. So he retired after being in tech. And then he decided that he wanted to just, he wanted to be with his fa- closer to his family mm-hmm. and be social. Like he just wanted to be social with people. And, and he just thought driving people around would be a great way for him to be social. And I had said something uh, along the lines of, yeah, I just, I think it's so strange when people don't want to have conversations with strangers. And he said, if it wasn't for the power of strangers, I wouldn't be here. Mm. And then, of course, I was intrigued. I was like, what? And he he said that a couple of years ago, he had had a heart attack in the middle of the street. He said he was walking and all of a sudden had a heart attack and woke up in the hospital and didn't know how he got there. Well, one of the one of the pieces, so I, what ended up happening, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of come back to that, but there was a couple of people that saw what happened. Somebody called the ambulance. They took him, you know, to the hospital and he woke up and he didn't know how he got there or what happened. Well, one of the guys that had seen the whole thing and that called the, the hospital was still at the hospital, like waiting for hours, hours and hours. And so once he came to this, man that saved his life came in and said i'm really glad that you're okay you scared us and he just looked at he just looked at him and and was like do we know each other like what what is what do you mean you we scared you and he's like you just you scared us we thought we thought we were going to lose you and then disappeared and he never heard from this person again so to me, when he's telling me the story of like the stranger basically saved my life, this, this stranger that rode in the, oh, that he also rode in the ambulance. Like, so this man, this angel mm. in human form, you know, basically saved this man who he didn't know his life and then just disappeared. Like, oh, this is how, this is what we do. I mean, I can't imagine doing that now, right? Like, mm seeing somebody get in a car wreck or you see somebody stranded on the side of the road do you pull over do you help do you how often do we do would we would we be that person to do that for me i i i would hope yes Mm -hmm. i've done stuff like that tori 100 yes i've seen that man go and change somebody's tire in the middle of santa monica boulevard when he used to have his shop in santa monica like that's just who he is. He's that person. He comes from that family that it's like the, they will do whatever for anybody, yeah. which I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope that I'm definitely not that person. I can't help you change your time, but I'll call like AAA for you or something. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to animals, I am the person that will pick the dog up or the, or the bird or the cat and I will f- try and find its home. I'll post it on next door. I'll post it everywhere. I'll call the vets. I'll I'll send everybody pictures. I'll go around posting pictures of it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I am that person when it comes to animals. And I would hope that if I was in a scenario where something happened with somebody else, that I would be that person. Now, as this gentleman's dropping me off at the airport, like I got emotional. Hmm. I got emotional and it just really 
it stayed with me. I mean, it really did. Once we got to the airport, he dropped me off and he's like, I don't want you to think this is strange, but I, I, is it okay if I give you a hug? And I was like, oh, oh my goodness. So I kind of come around. This man uh, walks with a cane, side note. So I had to go around the car to like help him out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, bless. So I go and I give yeah. him like, he did the, the one arm hug, you know, mm-hmm. like the kind of like over over the shoulders, pat, pat, pat type of hug. <laughs> uh-huh. And I was just like, oh my goodness, this is whoever this man's family is, like bless them. Mm. He is just like the sweetest. I hope that he's still around doing what he loves. But that really, the power of strangers to me has a really... Uh, resonating uh, just feeling of like the power that we have as people to change somebody else's day Mm -hmm. right yeah oh absolutely and I so resonate with like the power of strangers showing up in the form of angels (laughs) I've had so many angels in my life that I'm like wait are you real can I touch you Is this really happening? That's wild. Yeah. I mean, in the past, like in in the past couple of weeks, I've had these really cool things just keep popping up and it's like, oh, this is serendipitous. Is this a sign? Is it serendipitous though? I know, right? Or is it like the universe talking to me? So can I tell you what happened? Um, because I I had this conversation on my mind and um I was standing in a very long line for my favorite coffee shop. (laughs) <laughs> which is so worth it. And, um, I get up to, I'm, I'm one person behind getting ready to order. And I'm like, gosh, this guy is taking forever. I'm starting to get a little bit impatient. <laughs> and he steps off to the side and I'm like thinking to myself, why can't he just like, let me order? Why, why is he still standing there? <laughs> and the lady at the cash register, she kind of like peeks her head. Cause you know, we have plexiglass in front of everything yes. to keep everyone safe. She kind of peeks right. her head around the plexiglass and she's like, what can I get you? This man would like to pay for your coffee. And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. First of all, I felt like a total asshole for all of my <laughs> mental <laughs> conversation <laughs> that had been happening prior. Oh um, oh and then I was like, Oh, wow. I've heard about this happening. Have you heard about this happening? I have. I've had where there's like this me. whole chain. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, oh my gosh, it's happening. Like I'm part of the chain. Um, I'm gonna pay it forward to the person behind me. And then I kind of like stuck around to listen what happened. And the person behind me did the same thing. They paid for the drink. So it just, I don't know how long it went on, but it was so cool to be part of this reciprocity of generosity of yes. I don't know who you are, but I want to pay for your coffee. I just yeah. want to do something nice today. Yes. Oh, it was so that. cool. And then, so one more quick story because it's related. I'm, I go for runs every week. You know, this mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm running we've in one of my favorite. Together. Yes. We've done them together <laughs> running in one of my favorite parks. And I look down, there's this new um, piece of artwork on the concrete. And it's a circle that says smile at five strangers today. And I was like, what? Oh, that's cool. And it was really cool. And and I was like, yes, thanks for the reminder. I'm going to do that now. And once I find that once you smile at one person, you don't really stop at five. It's not like, like one, 
two, three, four. You just keep going. Like it's reciprocal. Like a yawn is contagious. Mm -hmm. Whoa. I almost knocked my beverage Uh on me. (laughs) So it was a smile, right? So let's make smiles contagious. Let's, let's have a smile, uh, pandemic. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love smiling so much when my face starts to hurt. Have you ever done that? I love it. Right. I mean, (laughs) sometimes when I'm hanging out with my friends or some of my childhood friends come over the house, like I, I have to prepare myself because the next day I know I'm going to be hurting. My stomach's going to hurt because I'm laughing so hard. Yeah. My face hurts from smiling. They're just so mm. dumb. It's so good for the soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real, you guys. Don't forget. I love that. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. That means I didn't, I'm just trying to look at the time. I think we're good. This is, uh, this was a very helpful for me. I hope that it was fruitful for all of you. I love doing wisdom Wednesday. I hope we can continue to do it. So just as a reminder, thank you. Those of you who have emailed us or posted on Instagram that you're listening to this. Um, don't forget that we really appreciate your support. We do this for free. This is free content for all of you. We have incredible sponsors and we would like to keep our sponsors. So that being said, please check out any of the many sponsors that we have. Going to the links that we provide in the info button really helps us. And when you share it with a friend, not only does it help us spread the word, but it might also bring some insight to somebody out there that needs to hear what is said here today. So that being said, uh, I'm looking forward to being back on Friday. We hope you guys have a great week and we look forward to hearing from you. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.